if you don't mind, let's take a moment for the sponsors so they can keep the lights running and keep West Virginia and Commonplace going. 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings a service of the United States Postal Service and the UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in an office sending invoices, a side hustle SD shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. Supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new rate advisory tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in pod. That's stamps.com, promo code pod, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today, this episode takes a twist. I have someone that does shows with me. It's beyond uh, what you would call just a collaborator. It's a colleague. It's a contributor now. Her name is Stephanie, and she's from Step Up Podcast, but she's here today in a different title. Today, she's here as an author of an amazing book, What Should Dragon Do? Stephanie, please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about the book so we can get them intrigued. Thank you, JR. It is a, a pleasure to be on, and I would say a friendship. You and I have a friendship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much. So What Should Dragon Do? Is a, is a story for children ages like three to six. And it's, there's three stories in there about situations where you can get angry, something bothers you and you lash out at people. And it, it shows you the scenarios. And then it asks you, what should they, what should, so dragon is the one that's always angry. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she breathes fire. So what should she have done instead? what could be a better response? And these are actually scenarios that happened to me when I lived with roommates. <laughs> <laughs> so it just kind of started out as stories of, I don't know, I would tell my other friends and they think they were funny. So I just wrote them down. I'm like, this would be a great children's book because it's teaching children. And there's little scenarios, you know, like, like leaving toothpaste on the sink. That's a thing that happens every day to people, right? Um, it doesn't have to be this huge, big scenario, but in those little tiny things, what what can we do? What can our reaction be? Okay. Now, this book has a, a big theme because we'll go into the character development and all that stuff in just a moment because you know my normal rollout. Common decency. That is something that is so lost. And I, and I don't care where you are in the world or your class or anything like that common decency is something that has been truly lost in society and to me I feel like that was one of the important topics that I got out of just reading the first three pages of this book um 
how did you, I mean, what made you decide to, to incorporate common decency? Because like uh, we talked in our pre-call, you, you normally, common decency is not the way that is is usually taught in a book. A, a book usually teaches um, a young child or a teenager or even an adult that didn't have common decency that um, <laughs> things roll along like this. The rhetoric is uh, something bad happens. You're just supposed to be uh, humble and not do anything bad. But in your, in your stories, uh, something bad happens, you react to it in a negative way, but how, sh- or you, you do that pause moment there and it's like, how should you react? And that's what you're, where you teach a common decency. So what made you come up with this mechanism in your book? Well, over the last two years, I've been on more so of a personal development growth and learning more about, cause I tend to, when I get really frustrated and I want to be understood, I can get excited and and upset and kind of start to get angry. And, you know, with all the stuff, especially during the pandemic, there've been a lot of Karen videos and we see how people are reacting to things. And I realized I don't want to be like that. I want to be the person that's calm and collected. And they're the, the heroes, right? When we see these videos, they're the ones everyone's like, this person was handling it well. And I always envied those people. And I was like, I want to be that person who handles things well. And just in living with different people over the years, having roommates and and working in different environments, it, it was kind of something I always saw that I wanted to do. And as I was learning through different motivational speakers and personal development gurus, I started realizing like it, it matters, those little things, how we we don't we have a choice to we can either react or wait, what's the word? Well, we have a choice in how we act or react, right? So, but it's hard, especially if you're used to expressing anger. So for me, I, I kind of, for myself, I wanted to be that person who, who was handling the situation with grace and I'm learning as I go. And even though the, you know, this book is based on scenarios from when I lived with roommates, I realized we are all dragon we can be dragon at times. Right. And we can, cause, cause we get upset about things and then we, we react. And, okay. um, I just think it's important, especially now in the world, as we're dealing with such, well, we're always dealing with issues in the world, but with the pandemic and just a lot of stuff is happening, having the grace and kindness is needed. Right. And, and the one thing that like, I want to touch on, like, I, I didn't know if you had heard of the author, Charles Swindle, um, he had this little small poem called attitude. And I think we talked about it. And the yeah. one thing, that, the one thing, just the one line there that I got, I took it as I was reading this, I, it came back to me. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole quote, but it's the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on my life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, the education, than money, than circumstance and failures than success than what other people think. And like, like you said, that attitude, the way that that uh, plays out in your book, you know, you have to watch that attitude. Another theme that eventually comes along in the book is cooperation. Um, people nowadays don't cooperate with other people. We do this slaw slick thing that I that I I'm guilty of sometimes. I will pacify someone if um there's something that somebody wants to do and I necessarily don't want to do it. I'll go along with it. But there's but but at the end of the day, if something goes wrong, 
it's on that person. Um, we don't do things as teams that often anymore, you know, and not because of pandemic, but just because of the nature of how everybody's in a rush, you know. So how did cooperation, like, because you had roommates, so how did you guys get to a point to cooperate? And then how did you decide, that, like, to incorporate that into the character development of the three characters? Well, yeah, living with roommates, I think it's everyone should have to do it at least once because you really learn stuff from it. <laughs> uh, you know, it was kind of these were just stories that actually happened. And I'm I'm the type like I'm a passive aggressive person. And I grew up like if you see something that needs to be done, do it right. Yes. Uh, so when something would happen, I was the one a lot of times me and another roommate usually were the ones cleaning and other people didn't bother. So I would do it, but I'd have a bad attitude. A lot of times get really angry, like, well, they're not helping out and, and whatever. And it was just kind of, I, I know that for me, I had to, I had to fix that attitude, but it's so important to, when you're living cohesively with people, you, you want to, if everyone pitches in, it just makes it a better living situation. And so there's tiny things that would happen when I lived with roommates, you know, somebody would get upset. Well, you didn't do this and you didn't put this away. And it's like, it, you can actually do it for other people too. <laughs> like it, it's fine. I mean, it, I, and I think that's where the difference is. If something happens that this person is consistently leaving their shoes in the front hallway and you trip over them all the time, that's when you should talk to somebody about it. But if they're leaving their shoes there because they like they really had to go pee <laughs> and they're running to the bathrooms and they did it once, it's fine. Just move it. Right. And I think a lot of times we don't really know the difference. We get mad at somebody for something that happens once. And it's like, it, we can just, I can do that for you. <laughs> right. Right. Can answer your question. Sorry, I feel yeah. like I got lost. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That Sometimes I start talking well. and I'm like, wait, where was I? <laughs> it, it answered it very well. Now, okay. going going into this book, you have a location, Turtle Green Island. <laughs> um, please, if you don't mind, elaborate on these these points here. How did you come up with this place? Did this have an involvement with turtles? And is this place a, a, fi a fictional place or or not? Yes. Oh, that'd be fun if it was real. Um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, because it could be like, yeah. I, could, I, I was thinking like you could have went off the coast of Nova Scotia and there could be a, 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 a turtle green island that no one knows about. No, you know? I made, oh, it could be. I made it up though. Uh, I knew somebody who, who loved turtles. And the more she loved them, the more I hated them. So it, it was just kind of like a joke. Uh, I started out, I'm like, oh yeah, turtles. I hate turtles. I mean, okay, I don't hate turtles. It was just because this person was so obsessed with them that I started to hate them because I'm like, ugh, I have to hear about it all the time. Um, but I have nothing against turtles. So if they're listening, I'm fine with you. Um, <laughs> so it was just kind of like an inside joke. And I just named it that just for fun. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically the story. It's nothing too exciting, but if there is a place, let's go, let's go check it out. Always. And then, um, I'll tell you something just in, uh, American culture, when you said the turtle green Island, 
um, we had this show that came on in the mid nineties called Gullah Gullah Allen. And it had nothing to do with your story, but for some reason I took Gullah Gullah Allen and Turtle Green Allen. And for any listener that's listening to this later on, you'll, you'll do the same thing. When you read this book, you'll be like, this is Gullah Gullah Allen. There's different characters, but there was this yellow frog that was, it was just some dude in a hot suit uh, called Benya Benya. And he kind of caused problems with his people that he was on the island with because it was like a normal family and whatever. But I kind of just tied that island. That's what I, I pictured in my head the very first thing when I, you know, seen Turtle Green Island. I was like, did she take this from Gullah Gullah Island maybe? <laughs> I've never heard of Gullah Gullah Island, but now I have well, to check it out. Is it on YouTube or something? Yeah, it's on definitely on YouTube. You'll have to check it out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the thing is, thing is uh, when you watch it, just watch the first five minutes because after that, it gets real educational. And it's, as an adult now, I just can't watch it. Now, <laughs> to these characters, there's Dragon, Racer, and Scout. Dragon, um, obviously, we can kind of tell comes from you. Racer and Scout, without getting yourself in trouble with your former roommates, uh, do they have any ties to any of your roommates? Yes. Actually, <laughs> actually, Racer and Scout are a mixture of me and some others. Dragon is all on her own. Oh, all right. <laughs> it, it's a, yeah, these are a specific person, actually. Uh, like, I, I wrote it just because it was, it was usually this one person that these things happen to. Or she was Dragon. But, um, but it was after, cause I, I was thinking, wow, we are all dragon at times and I can be dragon. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a mixture of different roommates, but I I've had some roommates who come, who, who message me and they're like, well, I want to be, am I in the book? I want to be in the book, but only if it's good. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. My one roommate, uh, she had a dog. And so she goes, oh, you should write a book about Georgie. And I'm like, well, maybe I will. Adventures with Dragon and Georgie or something. I think that'd be funny. Um, <laughs> but my other roommates find it amusing. They're like, oh, yeah, you should write books about more situations. <laughs> <laughs> so conflict resolution is, is obviously the goal of this book. Um, how do you handle, because you know I always tie in a different twist here to when we do these interviews. I know you uh, do. So conflict resolution, how do you use that in real life now after writing this book? And how did you use it before? We're going to oh. do a now and before instead of a before and after, because when you write the book, anything you write is self-help somewhere or self-care, right? So yeah. you really sit back and you're thinking, and even at the end of this book, I'm like, man, I've got to do a lot more conflict resolution than what I do. I'm one of those people that normally, I'm a good talker, so I can talk my way out of a conflict with someone and they can feel good. And then I just go about my day and who cares? Yeah. But I'm like, some things I should address that I don't address. I said, so I'm going to address like four things today that I normally wouldn't deal with. I would just, like I said, do that little smooth suave thing and get out of it and go about my life. So like, uh, before, how was your conflict resolution? And how after the book was your conflict resolution? Ooh, great question. To be honest, mine was awful. So I was passive aggressive. I'm a people pleaser. So I would always try to appease people and do what they liked because I didn't have boundaries. But then I'd secretly get resentful and angry. And then I kind of would just personalize or I just took it upon myself and I would just allow the anger to, to kind of That's stay true. there. 
1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the service of the United States Postal Service and the UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in an office sending invoices, a side hustle SD shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. Supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new rate advisory tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage in digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in pod. That's stamps.com, promo code pod, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Yes, fester. And I had uh, a friend and she goes, you're letting things fester, especially with this one person. And she goes, oh, I want to be there when you blow up. And it eventually, after a few years, it blew up and it ruined our friendship. Um, because I didn't know how to handle it with this person. Now, there's some people really that you just, they don't listen. There's no, there's no conversation and they refuse to learn anything. And those kind of people, I just like, okay, I have to keep them at distance, right? Because they're driving me crazy. But when you have good friends that you can discuss with, I've learned over the years that it's best to just tell them, be as, uh, gentle as you can. Like it, it, it's really hard. It's a, such a learning process not to say, well, you did this. And I felt like this, but instead to say, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, I know you didn't mean it, or this is what happened. And I just felt like this. And I just, you know, can we talk about it or like say it in a diplomatic way? And I think that just takes learning. I'm still so learning these things. It, it's so hard. <laughs> and also you're afraid of other people's reactions. Um, but I, I mean, like I said, I've been in this, I'm, I want to learn how to communicate better with people. I'm still learning. And even like, I got a new job recently and I'm getting so frustrated. And when I get frustrated and overwhelmed, I break I just cry. And I like, I'm glad to be working from home, to be honest, because people don't see this, but, and then I start swearing and I'm like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my, my, my kind of reactions to that is getting less and less. And I, the amount of time, like I can calm myself down a lot better, but I'm like, okay, it's fine. Calm down, take a deep breath. It's not as bad as I think it is because in my mind, it's this, this huge thing. And I make, and that's where I get super stressed. Right. So I'm still learning this. I still mess up all the time. And I'm like, oh man, if I'm writing about this, I kind of want to be the person that's got it figured out, but I think, I don't think anyone's really got it figured out because we're human and we're still, we're still learning as we go. 
Oh, yes. Yes. And I wholeheartedly agree. My um, whole statement in life is we're evolving and revolving at the same time. And the only thing on communication, like I said, when you hit certain ages, like I think in third in our 30s and then when you're getting closer to your 40s, because that's where I'm hitting closer to, um, you learn this thing. And it's uh, like like when we were taught about light, you were taught transparent, translucent and opaque. And those are pe- those are real people in real life. The translucent people are the ones that you're gonna um, be able to just automatically have good, you know, good conversation with, uh, or to a degree with a, with a little bit of uh, buttering, like you said. Transparent, it's going to be direct. You're going to be able to just, like you said, the good friends you're going to just be able to talk to. And then there's that OPEC person. And sometimes we're that OPEC person you can't really see through or you can't really get through to. So the OPEC people, like you said, sometimes I will, um, I have this thing called the Memories Museum that's in my head. I will place someone there and I will come back to you later on at a given time if I have the energy or the desire to do that. So that's one thing I, I do like about what you said there. Um, and then like like with this book, you have so many themes in it. Um, another theme that is so heavy that probably the biggest theme is a choice. You have a choice in what you do, what you say, because what you do, what you say has two things. It's either a reward or a downfall. And then my mom would say that there's a third thing. There's a lesson. So inside of this, you, you pause your book. You have a moment that you pause it and you question what's going to be the choice, which should be the right thing to do. What made you to d- decide when you're writing this book? Because you're writing it, you stop for a few days, you go have coffee, you go do whatever you have to do in your normal life. What made you use a choice as a major theme? Because most people would just go ahead and just be like, uh, this is what happened. This is what you should do um, without questioning it. Mm. Oh, you're, you got you got so much more out of this than I did, I think. <laughs> Like you're finding all these different themes and I'm like, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, what I actually, so originally I just wanted to write down funny stories of what happened with roommates because they would make people laugh and I was just going to write them as like a book. But then I was thinking, well, there's problems with that if people know who they are, you know. Um, and then I was like, wait, a lot of these are things people go through. What if I write a children's book? So I just started to write down the stories, but during this time, I was also learning myself about how to, how we have a choice with a lot of things in life. And so as I was learning this, I was thinking, Hey, this would be a great thing to also talk about in the book, because you see how dragon reacts. Then you see what could, what could have been a better choice for that? And I remember when these situations happened and we'd have roommate discussions and it was like, why did you act that way? Um, you know, it, it, you could have, if you had acted differently, there could have been, we wouldn't have had this huge blow in. It could have just been like, okay, I'll turn the TV down. No problem. And, you know, the, was it racer or scout? I think it was racer could go back to sleep. But because Dragon was selfish and wanted the volume up as loud as she could, Racer couldn't sleep and she was very upset. And so it's just like we we can be kind and have this choice to to think of others. Um, so it kind of was just all of that as I was learning things too and realizing I have a choice in how I react to things and and do things and 
Also, I think empathy is a huge thing because for me, I'm a highly sensitive person and I'm to my detriment many times. I've done things more for other people than for myself, but that also gets me in trouble because then I, I get resentful. Um, so I would get actually mad at other people who weren't as sensitive. I'm like, why are you so rude? <laughs> and not thinking of me when I think of you all the time in the sense of, I try not to be loud. I try to do this. And it also takes time to realize not everyone thinks like that. Not everyone thinks the way we do. Um, yeah, people should think of others, but sometimes they're not intentionally doing that either. And I had to learn that too, right? They're not intentionally doing that. They just don't have that awareness. Right. And then sometimes it all falls back on that topic that we talked about at the very beginning, common decency. And then we'll, I'll do a switch on it and just go to common courtesy. Sometimes like, cause I, I even catch myself, I'm a, obnoxious about how I eat and do things. <laughs> I might, I might spill milk on the counter and I might just walk away from it and come back and clean it later to some people. And I'm not saying anyone in my household or anything like that, that needs to be cleaned up right then and there. And don't leave the fork that you, that you had inside the milk to get the chocolate, make chocolate milk. Don't leave that on the counter too, you know? And I'm that type of person. I'll leave it and not think about it. Come back and go, Oh, I need to clean this up. Let me wash this spoon off, whatever. Yeah. So I, I get exactly what you're saying. So inside your book, there's a lot going on there. Um, and you can find this book on you can find it on amazon.ca.com, Barnes and Noble. So it's right now it's online, or you can go to my website, www.stephanieannweb.com, and you can buy it directly from there as well. Okay. Now at the very end of this book, and this is, this is how I like to do with people's books, um, without giving away any of this story, Stephanie Webb, that's her name. Sorry yeah. that I just put it out there for the whole world. That's okay. <clears throat> As someone who lived with both dragons and bears over the years, Stephanie understands the difficult situations of living with roommates. Stephanie loves to learn and laugh her way through life. Where did this statement come from? Like, Oh, I had a hard time trying to figure out what to say. Because, <laughs> you know, they're like, say something about yourself. I'm like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun just to be vague in that sense and just say, I understand what it's like in this, in these stories. And also that as I'm, cause on my podcast, I also talk about, I love to learn about other things and have fun along the way, you know, cause I just want to learn what I can and be a better person, but I also want to laugh about things and just have fun. So I think that's important. Also in these situations, I can laugh about these things now, but when they happened, they were not funny, but I kind of wish I'd had humor in those times too, you know, instead of get, cause I, I, I was pretty stressed out and angry and I had high blood pressure and stuff. And that was from stress of living with people and work and everything. And if I had been able to at least handle it better and maybe laugh more, I probably wouldn't have been so stressed, you know? So I think that's an important lesson too. So I, I, it's just kind of like, what do I say in this? And I thought that that would be kind of fun. All right. So how long did it actually take you to write this book? Well, I already had the stories down. Um, I actually have a lot more stories. So <laughs> if I can afford oh, sorry. Yeah, that'll tie into my next question. Oh, <laughs> if I have... If I have more money to publish, then I'll be able to publish those. Um, 
it was mostly like just one afternoon. I kind of wrote them, wrote it down. And then it took a few weeks as I was editing and going through and I just had it sitting there and I was thinking about, oh, maybe I'll do something with this someday. This is fun. And then I started watching <laughs> webinars where it was like how you can write a book and self-publish. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, and I just kind of took step by step. I found somebody on Fiverr to do the, the illustrations. Um, I asked them their name because I was like, can I give you credit? And they're just like, well, just put my, you know, their Fiverr name. So it's kids underscore art. And they, I love like the images just pop. They're colorful. They're so cute. And so they, they did a really great job. Um, and then I, it just, you know, and then I found a publisher freeze and press and they were very helpful. They edited it because there's a round of editing that comes with it. So I was like, okay, does this make sense? And so they just put it in the, the best scenario for like that age group and for the wording. And so it wasn't as, I don't know. I, I also had friends who edited, but basically it took me a few weeks, I guess, to just kind of get what I could out of it. And then I passed it on to other people to polish it up. And then you have uh, people at Reddit. We have a friend between us, uh, Renee Schultz. Renee! Hey, uh, and Renee, she's an author too. Um, did she give you any little insight or any like little tips on, on writing? Or did y'all get to talk about it at any stages? Yeah, she gave me some some editing tips. And I took them to my editor and we talked about them and... Yeah. And Renee was very, uh, encouraging. I mean, she's such a sweet person and she wrote a little review for my book. So I was like, thank you, Renee. Yeah. So I've seen it uh, in there. And let me tell you the amazing thing about this book. Um, and this is from the standpoint of, um, and yes, I am an Apple guy and I just, I'm not going to name my products, but I <laughs> obviously have a, a tablet, a computer and a phone. So I moved between three different devices. So I read your book on three different devices and obviously the the phone setting is how it sit, sits up obviously reading it on a tablet you can turn it sideways so it gives you the book feel but reading it on a computer um going through the book program that I use like it gave me time to put notes beside because obviously we were doing a show together or we didn't know I don't know if we knew we were going to do a show but being able to put little sticky notes here and there and just have these thoughts I was like wow there's so much concept inside this book and um truth be told unless it has to do with something that I'm really doing I really don't read that much I actually retired from reading you know because we we read the news a lot but your book yeah. like I, I got like I told you I read it three times because I've I seen different themes and concepts and I'm like how did she do all this and the more and more I got into it I was like wow she took real scenarios probably more truth to it than anybody will ever truly know put them <laughs> out there and allows us to be captured inside this so here goes my next question um what's going to happen here are we going to get sequels or is this a saga um are you going to do a twilight type deal are you going to do a harry potter deal and just keep it going is it going to move from just a children's book to something more in depth are we going to finally get the adult version of this with the dragons (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) i would love to do more I i was thinking though how would i do that with what should dragon do i'd have to find a because the title is already in there and that's the one book right although right. if you have like the berenstein bears uh oh wait they had different titles i don't know but everyone knows like that's actually the the name of the series or the book um but i was thinking there could be dragon at work or 
maybe why is dragon acting like acting like this because there's deeper things going on you know when people are reacting and they're angry there's something else happening they're frustrated they're feeling insecure they're something you know um and i think that's not talked about enough or maybe it's talked about more now but when you feel misunderstood i know when i feel misunderstood i want i kind of get louder and i want people to understand me and then they're like calm down i'm like but you're not listening to me um that's a basic human thing that we all want right to be understood yes. and listened to uh, and then if you sorry go ahead right, i was, I was gonna just say, gonna say... <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say i'll say i was just gonna say i should do one where dragon apologizes that would be really important lesson because i've had people in my life who never apologize and you're you're like why do you never apologize you know that's <laughs> something we all need to be doing because we all mess up and we hurt people and so um i think that would be a great lesson too right right anyway. and i'll give you another lesson too like this one about the attention because like you said your your voice wanting to be heard because you're misunderstood people misconstrue that as you wanting just attention and you could write a book on that because i know you you got the vernacular and you get really deep into things about attention because um <clears throat> some people like i said see that that way and that would be a really good book too so you have a lot of ideas there for that uh -huh. <clears throat> one thing that, that i do want to touch on before we jump off of here is this um it's amazing um how mean you met and how far <laughs> you be how far you have evolved yourself i want to tell you i credit you to sometimes keeping my sanity uh with some of these podcasters and different people this is just a side Aww. note um just about your calm demeanor and how you're you're always lively about things um having that human expression of being able to show who you are you know you, you might get anxious about things but you slow things down you've uh taking the time to not have a meteoric rise of anger or anxiety about things you just take them slow do them the way that you you uh feel they need to be done and timely and that's one thing i appreciate when you can see that evolution in someone um so thank you so much for uh letting me be a part of that that, that right there like it, it's really cool because you know everybody develops a certain way and you don't always get to see people through certain steps but i've like got to see you go along you know because when we first met you were a little frantic and now you're like man <laughs> I'll do that whenever. So um, last thing I want to throw in here is this, this is the portion like where we kind of take care of the authors that fledging authors and stuff like that. Um, how hard was it to really produce this book? We're talking about from the beginning to publishing. It, I think it, for me, because some people will have different experiences, right? You go, you're writing something yeah. down and then your brain stops. And for me, I had that experience at times, but other times it would flow. So that was fairly easy compared to <laughs> figuring out how to publish <laughs> and then having the money because it costs money to self-publish. And I did reach out. I, I had a listing of all these publishers and I would send it out and I do all the things that they required and I would get, oh, no, thank you. Oh, and or no response. And you're just like, wow, this is discouraging. But that's when you kind of remind yourself, keep going. And I love these stories of people who fail a thousand times and then they succeeded. And as somebody who failed so many times in my life, I just thought, well, I guess I'm a failure. And that's not true for anybody. It's just that we give up or we haven't found what we're, what our passion is. Um, 
So, but the the publisher I went with, Freeze Press, they're actually Canadian. They're out in Vancouver. Okay. Or Victoria, BC, anyways. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they made it so much less complicated than I thought it would be. They had different stages. They had a specialist, like the person that I would communicate with. And I was like, I'm, uh, what do I do? I don't know. And they're like, okay, uh, here, watch this webinar, read this article we have. And it was in stages and they would, they had it just very well set out that I didn't feel so stressed about it. Cause you know, I get stressed and overwhelmed very easily. And that's, I'm learning as I go to take it one step at a time. Cause that's how you get things done. If you have this huge thing in front of you, you're, you're just going to procrastinate, say no, and you're not going to do it. But if you can unravel one thing at a time and go day by day, you can get it done. So that it was a long process. I think I started this maybe in February or March and we just published it. Um, but it was a wonderful experience. And now it's the marketing, which, well, it's overwhelming because they, I, I dealt with a marketing specialist through Freeze and Press as well. And she gave me like eight pages of things I can do, but she did say, take it one step at a time. Don't think of it all at once. But um, something like I can do locally is go to the libraries, approach them with it, schools, approach the local news station. Although then I'd have to be on camera. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but those to are put on makeup again. <laughs> right, but those are things that you'll that, uh, that you'll strive and then thrive in. So so you'll you'll get those things. And, and once again, we we'll we'll have to do an episode one day where I talk about marketing on a full level because I because yeah. you. You have insight on that. Um, well, you're the marketing guru. You're <laughs> actually, I have to thank you so, 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 so much because if it weren't for you, I would have given up way too easily on the podcast. Uh, you were the one when I was getting overwhelmed and stressed, and I was like, everyone's doing this and this. And you're like, it's okay. Just do as you're doing slowly. It's fine. And I think that i really appreciate that and i thank you so much for all of your support and i mean you support so many people and everyone just loves you so <laughs> thank you jr <laughs> you're welcome on that and my, my response to that is the same thing i tell everybody always because uh the one thing i'll say like this is uh, and this is, goes into any type of content creating um if you go into any city there's big skyscrapers but there's other buildings that are in that city also some buildings don't get as high as skyscrapers and this is in any town because you always have that one bank that's really larger than any other building in your city and then you have all these other buildings that surround it but they're part of that ecosystem and for that big building to stay there there has to have a, there has to be an ecosystem of smaller medium-sized buildings and all other arrays of buildings and people fail to realize that in anything you're doing so just because you're not um rogers you know, we, I'll use that as a good example. If you just because you're not Rogers, well, Rogers would come over here to America and they would be underneath AT&T and T-Mobile, you know, right. they would have a building in the same complex, but it might be a little bit smaller, but hey, they're still competition. They're still doing business and they're keeping the creative juices rolling. So that's one thing there. So uh, Stephanie, to wrap this thing up, I need you to do these uh, few things for me real quick. Can you plug one more time, which we call the shameless plug? Could you tell everybody where they can meet, greet you for the book and also definitely throw in a little shot in there for the podcast? Right. <laughs> Okay, so you can check out my website for the book at www.stephanieannweb.com. 
And that's Stephanie with a PH. You can find me on Twitter at Steph underscore Ann underscore web. And my Instagram is step up underscore podcast. I see I'm integrating. Okay. Because I came late to the, to the marketing and everything in the social media, I can't get my name. So I have to like innovate. Right. (laughs) I'm like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, um, and the podcast is, you can find it stuff up podcast. You can find it anywhere. You listen to podcasts. I also have a website for that stuffuppodcast.com. Although I'm trying to figure out like, should I move everything over to my main, my new website? It's hard, right? To try to, cause they're kind of different things. Yeah. I keep them apart. That's the, that's the one thing I have to do with things. Um, just some a side note, cause we always go off topic real quick. Um, that's like why I have my personal pa- Instagram page in my um, podcast page, because some people are going to make my personal page that don't make my podcast page vice mm. versa. Cause I'm not going to have every single podcast on there. So that, so what you're doing right now, I believe is fine. And that way it kind of takes away some of the headache because I know you're probably like me a little bit. I like to compartmentalize certain things. Like I like to have things over here, things over there. I don't yeah. want everything together because it's just going to get mixed up in my mind and I'll just get stressed out. Well, I've so. heard different opinions on this. Some people say, well, you're the brand. This is you. You can bring them together and other people say no. So I, I don't know. It's complicated. well i always say like this this the most elementary thing i do and i've been doing this since probably the second or third grade i take a piece of paper i put a line down between it i do pros and cons because that's what they teach you in the the elementary schools in the state of virginia pros and cons and i go from there but once again stephanie i want to thank you for having you on the show and i want to thank you for continuously coming back and being part of west virginia commonplace because uh this show has spanned out in so many different directions that it's hard to keep up sometimes like what's the what we're we're themed about what we're going on about but the thing that we're themed and going on about is the ups and downs and the highs of content creators uh and content creators are is that's that that's the the clear cut way of saying everybody now everybody's a content creator of something yeah uh, even if it's just a few phrases you make that's for content so i want to thank you for coming on um is there anybody you want to give a special shout out to ah oh wow or a group. Um, you know, last time I was on your podcast, I shouted out to my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, that was so awkward. I was so awkward. I think I was, you're the, was the first or second podcast I did and I didn't know what I was doing. So mm-hmm. I'm a lot, I'm a lot more fun now. Um, I would say to people like you and um, my friends and family who have supported me. Because you know, and you and I have talked about this, not everyone who is part of your circle is supportive or will like what you're doing. And so um, the, to those who have, who are supportive, I find that that's very helpful. I have, I actually read um, an old friend from high school, Andrew, he started listening to my podcast and he's, he's like very encouraging with my book and he's got some writer friends and I'm like, wow. Um, you know, that means so much for somebody I haven't talked to for like 15 years or something. And now we're connecting again. And it's really great to, to connect with him and his family. And I think that that's, it's so awesome because things like this also bring you with other people and you get to meet new people. And then you get a new circle of people that are kind of in alignment with what you're doing and you find your tribe, right? Yes, you do. 
inside yeah. all of this. And it's kind of crazy. Uh, one thing I'll, I'll leave the show on this note. It's amazing. Once you meet someone and you get their character, their character becomes sits on your shoulder and you see other people. And this has happened many times between collaborations with people. And you're like, hey, this person, this person would be better suited as friends than me with them. Even though we're friends, you know, <laughs> these people are going to vibe on different levels. So you definitely want to do that with them. But uh, in many cases, what should, I mean, what <clears throat> should one person do in any of these situations when you meet all these people, continue to work with them, uh, strive and get things accomplished? So Stephanie, one last time, please plug your book. Book is called What Should Dragon Do? Okay, What Should Dragon Do? Make sure you guys go pick this book up. Um, the physical format, I'll have to get a copy at some point, but um, on the service that I use, which is Apple. It's amazing over there. You can turn the pages uh, at a good speed and, you know, everything works out there on Google and anything else. I cannot tell you, but I believe it's the same experience, even though it's uh, got some different things going on there. But once again, this is West Virginia and Commonplace in conjunction with Step Up Podcast and Stephanie Webb, the author, um, on this episode. So guys, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.